Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. Today, we're talking about Boston Dynamics. And I paused because I was thinking, the future. Will, will mankind have a future? <laughs> Well, first of all, it's episode 44, and that to me is it's pretty amazing. That's that, true, that man. We've made it, we've made it we've this made far, it you know? We've made it 44. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is an interesting one here. This is, this is one where it just... Okay, we're talking about emerging technology. We're definitely talking about yeah. that. Human behavior... I would just say, let's just call it human observation. <laughs> yeah. And like, what does in the world does this mean for the future? That's this. This is one of those episodes where I feel like that that comes culminates. Totally. Right totally. So. so yeah, Boston Dynamics. What is that? What in the heck is that? Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics, a company that is in robotics. It got sold by google yeah it was bought started in mit that's that's right yeah um and then and then basically was purchased by google in about 2013 they kept it for a couple years and then uh softbank which owns i think they own sprint and they're a huge conglomerate from japan they purchased uh boston dynamics here and so there's it's kind of moved hands a little bit uh, back and forth, but um, you're probably more familiar with them with the crazy robot videos that you've seen on YouTube. Yes, now I understand the names of these. You're the first one that came out apparently around ten years ago. Big dog. Yeah, big dog. This crazy four-legged. <laughs> like animal like robot right animal like robot yeah that would be that was looks like it strapped on with i think actually it was just computer stuff but it looked like it was carrying a bunch of stuff actually no i think it was actually yeah yeah um it would be climbing up the side of a hill and then we go through snow and then you'd see a human come into the frame and just kick it just <laughs> just <laughs> yeah we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but but, um, but that's but I feel like that yeah. was, that was the first introduction, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, right? um, you know, just looking at some of the re- the 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 history behind Boston Dynamics, you know, they're they're working with DARPA, so you know, and they're working with the U.S. Defense Agency, um, and you know, DARPA is known to to put out a lot of amazing tech, fascinating things, you know, that that we we know and love. Uh, but this is one of those things where like, okay, I, it's, you, you always remember your first time. And the first time that I saw a video, I'm like, what is this? Right. You know? And it was a couple of years ago, obviously, but you see this like robot, you just feel this unsettling feeling, you know, that's, that's how I felt. I don't know. This robot just prancing and walking and you're like, oh my word. The robot invasion has started. It's it's here. Well, the guy who the, the where I saw my, that clip 
was in a TED presentation. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this guy was like, we, kind of joking. Many of us think like we're the top species. Maybe that's a little bit naive. <laughs> it was essentially part of his presentation. Uh, or that we're going to be here the longest. And that was when, yeah, that's crazy. I watched that video before me and my wife were officially dating. Yeah. I showed it to some friends, which, anyways. But, yeah, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you you all, you know, you listeners probably have seen these videos on the on the internet. Um, you probably remember the first time you saw them, the feeling that you had, because, I mean, you're li- literally looking at a, a piece of, you know, uh, technology that's like, oh, it's walking and now it's trotting and now it's jumping and you're like, oh my word, what's going, you know, what's going to happen further down the road here with these things? So, um, yeah, it, it, you're right. Big Dog was the uh, was the first one that they came up with. Uh, looks like it was like in 2005. Um, they actually worked with the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, which is kind of cool. So they helped uh, design a lot of the like the rovers and things like that for the space missions. Mm-hmm. So um, they they built this big dog with with the idea that um, it would be able to carry uh, up to three hundred forty pounds and basically walk alongside a soldier at four miles an hour. So um, it could it could essentially carry like you know, bags and, and when you're at in a war situation, it could really help out in that case. Okay. Let's just let's just let's just dive into that <laughs> okay. for a second. Okay. It was a ri- okay, if I'm are you telling me this was originally constructed like originally yeah. even. It's DARPA. Yeah. DARPA is just straight up yep. for the, straight up for straight the, up. It's it's uh Hold on man, I did not know that. That's actually makes it just a little bit more Yeah, it's 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 um it's a little unsettling, you know. But I will say four miles an hour, that's not exactly terribly fast. Yeah, and I think the the idea was like, well, this thing will just walk walk alongside, you know, the soldier or whatever it is, but um uh so yeah, they they came up with this one and then the one that a lot of people probably have seen is the cheetah. So again, it's a four-legged or four-footed robot that this thing can actually gallop at 28 miles an hour. So, which uh, which actually is the land speed record uh, for for leg robots. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so this thing is <laughs> this thing is quick. That the presentation I watched, the guy was telling saying that like this. Yeah, to your point, this is the fastest four-legged robot he also gave the impression because i believe in the video it does wipe out in the end kind of yeah yeah he kind of gave me the impression that they hadn't there'd be more to work on there it's kind of what he kind of gave the impression of but still it was it ran yeah and it ran fast yeah they you know they they continue building stuff and then the one that i okay this is the one that like you know as as we're thinking like what do we talk about um for this episode and this is the one that to me is just like okay here is 
here's a path that we're going down as a society, building these types of robots. Like, what's next? So they have one called the Atlas. So it's a uh, yes. it's a six foot tall. They call it a bipedal humanoid robot. So uh, and they and they've built like different versions of this type of this robot, but um, essentially the, the the Atlas one is, you know, just looking at some of the stats, it's highly mobile. Uh, it can navigate outdoors, rough terrains. Um, it can climb using its hands and feet. Uh, it can pick up things, and I mean, what does that describe to you? <laughs> That that describes a soldier to you, feet, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, and and the video that that, that they released for this one, um, and the couple of videos that that you've probably seen is the one that that like just is seared in my mind is you've got this guy, this this guy that programmed or worked on this robot, and this robot standing there, and uh, all of a sudden this guy comes up and just kicks the robot. And the robot is pushed back, but it doesn't fall. Doesn't fall over. Like learning it, they they program the robot to be aware, like when you're kicked or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the robot like kind of stumbles, but doesn't fall. The guy kicks him again, and I'm watching this. I'm like terrified. I'm like, oh dear God, please don't remember what, what this guy is doing to you. One. <laughs> When the robot rebellion happens, he will be on the guy's kill list, you know. Well, but maybe we're thinking too human. I don't maybe they'll be like, "Thank you for making us stronger." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the presentation the this um this presenter from Boston Dynamics, he was stating that, like. Okay, <laughs> which which to most humans just it doesn't feel quite right looking at something just being kicked. Yeah. That's humanoid looking. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Um, I feel like that's where the struggle comes from. But he keeps saying, "It's like we're we're testing this, trying to make sure that they can be resilient and stand up to human day or human or interactions mm-hmm. in common day uh, situations." And uh, it's. He says we're we're like a we're like a proud parent when we see it overcome things. <laughs> Jeez, that's literally the word. Come on. I mean, so I I don't. I mean, I I get it. I, I I see what they're trying to what they're trying to do. They're trying to help this robot essentially learn. What's interesting to me is uh, the the these robots. Well, I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead here. Atlas. We're okay. Atlas is Atlas is the one that they kind of recently announced that you could go out and maybe purchase. Correct. Yeah, th- I think it's actually uh, actually the one that the, that you're going to be able to purchase is the Spot Mini. Oh, the Spot Mini. Yeah, yeah, the four legged one. Yep. Yeah. So that when they're presenting, they say what we're trying to do is we're trying to instruct the low level AI mm-hmm. on these. <laughs> So that, so that the low level AI will be able to take care of this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, this is low level AI that's 
Because he's like, so that when you attach high level AI into it, yeah, for whatever purpose you want. I'm like, so what hap- what happens there? Yeah. What happens when you introduce high level AI into something that now can for all intents and purposes be kicked? Mm-hmm. One thing we have stated, dragged. Mm-hmm. It can do a backflip. Yes. They yeah, they showed the video of the robot doing a backflip, and I'm just like, this is amazing. There the robot had a Atlas, you're talking about specifically, yeah, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. So Atlas, imagine three massive, almost like stairs or like cell phone bars type concept with big gaps in between. Atlas just goes boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Gets to the top. Flip. <laughs> <laughs> flip the landing and then do a flip, I think the other way. So if it was a front flip, you did a back flip or back flip. Yeah, front yeah. Flip. So it was just, and it looked pretty easy for for the robot. So. Yeah, you know, him I, or her. What do we? Is this, I yeah. I don't know if we assigned a gender to to yeah. this robot. I mean, it's it's it it's it's a uh, it's a thing, and I don't know if we'll ever be comfortable enough to call it him or her or whatnot. <laughs> I I would for sure not right. I don't know, man. This this here's the thing, like the implications of these robots and the research that's been going on. I mean, it's amazing research. You know, you think about like you know, we're used to seeing these like Honda had a robot. I think it was called the As- Asimov robot, I think it was. Uh, Asimo? Asimo, something so, like that. Something yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Which was just a glorified piece of marketing, basically. You know, it wasn't it didn't wasn't functional, didn't really do anything. It just um and maybe I'm oversimplifying, overstating that, but it essentially compared to these robots from Boston Dynamics, it couldn't do anything. So these robots are being trained to overcome, like, you know, where it's not, you know, Honda was going down kind of like, oh, the perfect path would be, you know, you're in a flat room that has mm. a, a floor, and then this thing can move around. Right. And this is like, well, you're at a park or you're at, in Afghanistan, and you have this robot that's a helper to you, you know. Or uh, the one of their things is it's just a house. Yeah, I mean, they they talk about how actually in an open environment that thing can figure stuff out. Oh yeah, easily. totally, totally. They, that's why they they put it in a constrained environment. Like I said, you watch this thing walk up the stairs. And then they like have this rope essentially in the back of it, and like try to like pull it down. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to kill thirty minutes or an hour, go go search Boston Dynamics on YouTube, and you'll find some some pretty amazing stuff out there. If you haven't yeah. seen it yet, but uh, I think the um, you know the implications that I think there's a kind of a two path way that uh that we go from here you know they've developed these robots and one path is obviously the military right you know um and if you think about it you know there's there's definitely beneficial applications for the military so like you know carrying heavy things right or maybe it's scouting something you know maybe instead of sending a human scout you send the robot that has all these sensors and can capture all this stuff and like 
it comes back or you know real time data like it shows what's what's actually going on in the in the battlefield there you know and so if that saves lives yeah that's great what if you start arming this thing though you know and maybe it's not boston dynamics but what if you start arming a military grade robot well that's that's the thing that's always in the back of the mind of people because i would still say for as impressive as these robots are and they seem to get that way now instead of every year every two months mm-hmm. um the rate that their increased learning seems to yeah i won't say exponentially but it, it's very quick the I, to me, they could not stand up in a fight. Yeah, yeah. currently, currently, as as we speak, right? I would. But agree. Atlas is a great example. I mean, they built you know like version one if you will, yeah. of Atlas was heavy <laughs> and stuff like that. And now with three D technology, they yeah. rebuilt like the legs. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, the robot is like. A, 165 pounds yeah which allows it to be just that's a, super a small nimble. human <laughs> right oh that's the guy was saying he's like it's like me it's got a few more pounds than me but <laughs> oh my gosh so um and they explain the the structure of the legs for all intents and purposes there's a part of you that kind of thinks are those legs well i mean they're metal so i guess in one sense are they better than mine but like the design is meant for yeah um stability and movement yeah faster movement and you know it so. it always still looks awkward when you look at it like the robot you know as they're like walking through an obstacle course it just looks like it's going to fall over any minute to to mm-hmm. me still but you know that's it's designed to do it do that and it's never going to be as flexible or as fluid movement as a human is, but um, it's still pretty amazing that you know that that it can overcome these obstacles and just do it and figure out a way without you know having to be programmed to okay now you're going to take three steps then turn you know it's like right. well we're just going to figure this out so um, again you know with with the military application there's there's so much good that could potentially come from this. Um, you know, but again, what is, what is good in the military? You know, is it good that we're saving lives by, you know, scouting or that we're saving lives by taking out other people? I honestly, well, okay, let's, here's, here's the interesting thing to think about. What if it's yes to both? Yeah. Is that a bad thing? If you're saving lives in the end. This is this is like one of those dilemmas of Yeah. Yeah. Of uh oh my goodness, this this has the implications of this is could be really crazy. Um but but at the same time <laughs> Especially since it's like DARPA. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it also means potentially that 
a lot of lives could be saved. And, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I... Or re... I mean, it's almost like if somebody's pinned down, this thing can get in there and it's a resupply. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally understanding that, like, this, this essentially could be, um, a dream for the army or for the navy or whoever you know whatever yeah. department because yeah. now you take out you know the you know war there's so much more to to war and to to right. fighting a battle than just you know going out there shooting like there's so much planning and te- other tech that you know you have to coordinate and uh, i mean there's just so much going on there and that the actual firefight is is really the, the last thing that happens. Um, so what if we have a unit of these types of robots that, you know, you put some protection and shielding on them, but they can go out and they can take out enemy nests, you know? And, you know, I... <laughs> It's interesting because, you know, okay, so you and I are fans of uh, hardcore history, right? Yeah. And and there's an episode right now that that we're listening to. It's uh, it's about the the Asia Pacific War, you know, yep. about Japan and kind of World War Two. And I just finished up listening to that the first episode in the series, and you know, he was talking about when Japan invaded China, and they were fighting, you know, to, to, to get more and more land in China. And, you know, at the end of that, there was 300,000 people killed just in that, you know, fight or in that skirmish right, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. And part of me is like, I, I heard that. And then I'm like, well, we're talking about robots. Well, what is, oh, wow. It w- imagine if we had robots, you know, does that, that saves lives potentially, right? Right. That potentially will actually take um, this insane number of people that are dead, and 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 it could sway the I don't know, could sway it in a different way. Potentially, I, I think I think you and I also <clears throat> agree that as technology is advanced, there's a part of us that thinks some of these like straight up totalitarian regimes of the past <laughs> yeah. would have loved this oh, stuff. Yeah. They would have exploited this. They, I mean, they would have been like yeah. fantastic. Put put rocket launchers on there and I put, mean, you know, put a self-detonation thing on there. Yeah, they would have loved that. Absolutely. So I... <clears throat> which is... That's that's the that's the part of me that thinks to myself, it's all those programs we watch growing up like post-apocalyptic situations mm-hmm. where like... There's hover drones like looking around for people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't say ter- maybe Terminator esque, but instead of it being like the robots are controlling everything, to me, it's a you know a bad dude or a bad government regime that's controlling it all essentially in the end. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. So it's always it always comes to uh, an actual person. You're saying there's right? some there's some sort of mind behind it all. Yeah, yeah. Which I think I think is something that uh, I mean, Elon would say you know worried about the AI recognizing everything. I think that's if I'm not mistaken when he talks about we need to be careful about automation in that yeah. regard. Yeah. 
I think personally, based on some of the stuff we've talked about, researched, it's the more present situation is the concept of somebody utilizing this for just um I don't know, a terrible thing in some capacity. Uh that's 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 what I feel like is the more present issue. I don't but the thing is is I you know, this hasn't been as far as we know, this hasn't been I mean, we don't know what it what or if DARPA is using these robots currently for anything. Mhm. We don't know of anything anything else that seems to be utilizing robots in this fashion uh, to do anything militaristic. And I will say the spot. So going back to Big Dog, Big mm-hmm. Dog was the four legged. Spot is 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 this small version, if you would, of Big Dog that uh, can carry weight. Yep. It can. I mean, Serge and I talked hinted at this. I want to say many episodes ago, but. We watch Spot with a with a robotic arm on it. Oh, yeah. Walk up to a door. Yes. Open the door, hold it open, and get some pushback. Yeah. But hold it open, like once again, humans in there are like pushing it around, like oh, yeah, you can't do it, can you? Can you? Can you? Can you? <laughs> All right. And then stop teasing him. Stop teasing this robot. And then they hold the door open, and then you see. This other spot, just like the best way that it looks like, and I, I don't think this whatever was intentional. It's just the way they built the robot. It looks in like it's stalking. I can't. There's no other way to describe it, in my opinion. Yeah, it walks yeah. up slow. It's kind of hunkered down, and like it just moves <laughs> in. Thanks, uh. thanks to its buddy robot opening, leaving the door open. It was just. It was like this, right? It just reminded you, in my opinion, of, you know, the guy's like, okay, I'm, you open the door and then I'm going in. That's what it reminded me of. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, with Elon Musk and, and some of the some of the leading scientists on AI research, uh, they actually just signed a pledge recently uh, against <laughs> killer robots. Okay. So, they signed oh. a- I, once again, not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But who didn't sign it? Boston Dynamics didn't sign it. Oh, really? Right. Well, and and that makes sense because again, they're DARPA. They're you know they're funded by. They're one of their goals and missions is is for military applications, right? Right. Um, but I I do I do feel like there is a part of part of me that needs to have more of an open mind to all of this to be honest because these robots like you said spot will become available for people to purchase yeah Um, 2019 is going it's going on sale i I think it has some fantastic potential abilities to help industry move forward on certain things yeah um that's kind of the second i think that's the second path that we can go on is like okay we've got these robots you know, we've always dreamed about, you know, having, you know, like the Jetsons or whatever. You, right. That's <laughs> you, a good point. Yeah. You've got all these, you know, uh, 
helpful robot. <laughs> Robots Meet that are the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. Or what was the Power Rangers had the what was that robot in Power Rangers? I forget. Um, but yeah, you, you basically you have a you have a helpful robot that uh, <laughs> you know is kind of a friend that uh, helps you. It's kind of like the C three PO, you know, just helps you out and and kind of is there to do some stuff. And so, you know, maybe it's. You know, a few years down the road, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, it's not, Dad, I want an iPhone for my birthday. It's, Dad, I want a robot for my birthday. You know? (laughs) But are you, uh, it's it's like the drone stuff. Eventually, uh, somebody will come in and, like, force you to get certification for commercial purposes. But otherwise, it's like at Christmas time. (gasps) Dad, thanks for, you know, Fido. Thanks for the Fido, but it's a robot, you know. <laughs> yeah. <it's just> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the other path, and I think that path um, is easier for us to swallow a little bit. You know, oh, it's absolutely. easier for us to like, okay, well, Maybe these things are useful, you know, if, if you put them in a, in a very uh, specific application again, like, okay, maybe you're at a warehouse and you've got, right. you know, instead of hiring 300 workers, they can have these robots that can now pick things up, you know, they can, they can just run from one, uh, one shelf to the facility to drop off their package and get, you know, they, they could do a lot of stuff like that. And granted, we're already using tons of robots and automation in warehouses, but I mean, it's not like prevalent. It's like Amazon, you know, the the highly sophisticated, they're using all this stuff. But now it's like, well, maybe the the cold storage plant here, you know, right? they can use a robot that that can, you know, pull veggies and fruits and pallets and stuff like that from, from the thing and, and uh, from the shelves and load up or a, a truck or something like that, you know? And so um, that, I think that could be more seen as more of like a, okay, this is a helpful thing to society and not, you know, we're afraid of this thing chasing us down in the woods, right? <laughs> uh, I feel like this leads to more, more questions. We talked about this in the past. Everything, like you talk, I like how you'd bring up cold storage. It just, so when I worked in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, when I had to go load up the, the frit, the fridge or the freezer, especially yep. the freezer, I had to, you know, put on a coat, gloves, yep. everything like that yep. to make it happen. <clears throat> These robots have no issues with pain. <laughs> Or you know, or any, I mean, they probably can sense the temperature and maybe yeah. they adapt a little bit internally. Yeah. But, uh, but that's that's where that, as far as a limitation, kind of comes into play. So, <clears throat> I don't think that's I think it's all bad. Just to me, it sounds like we're op, and we will always be doing this. I'm sure, but we're we're optimizing the supply chain. But yeah, 
even more. Oh yeah, in a way that I don't think you introduce robots. I mean, we've never. I, I've never thought about that introducing robots into the su- supply chain outside of the, if you want to call it kind of a robot, when Amazon had the drone delivery mm-hmm. flight mm-hmm. test. Yep. That's one of the things that these guys kind of showcased. Um, actually, ironically, Spot with. You put a package on Spot. Yeah, yeah. And he walks up to the door and like... <laughs> <laughs> rings the doorbell, you know, loiters for a few minutes. <laughs> As I'm saying that. You know, he just walks up to the door and you're like, oh, I feel I feel okay right now. <laughs> uh, Honey, don't open get that Get away from me. <laughs> but a re- but I really want that package. Oh, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, is that the new normal? Is that going to be the new normal? I, I mean, I think you and I think we'll just we'll have to see. That's why I always. That's why I like talking about it from from the part of the world we are in right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't the. This isn't a. Pl- I mean, where we live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Let me tell you, if that stuff is ad- is adapted and utilized in this area, I mean, it just pretty much means it's it's the norm. It's been accepted. Yeah, it's been accepted. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't. I mean, this is an area where they do a lot of tests for different um, companies and stuff like that. I mean, that's not to say that doesn't exist here, but uh, I. I don't know. Think just people really just think about this. Think of the people you work with. Are they going to be cool with this? You know, <laughs> four-legged robot coming up that might even have an arm that you can't tell. Is like is this like a, is this like a yeah. hand? Is this what? <laughs> Do you shake, shake the hand? <laughs> don't shake the robot's hand. <laughs> it's got me. Oh. <laughs> Uh, sir, what do you what do you bring in your flight? Uh, this is my service robot. <laughs> I'd like to check him as a pet, sir. I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, you know us as humans, we're gonna find an absurd way to use this thing. You know, well. Perception. I, I really think these people have to deal with perception. I really think yeah. that's, that's why they keep trying to reinforce. No, we're like a proud parent. I mean, and I, and I get that because it is very disturbing. But for example, I mean, you and I were talking. Like you said, you said, you said hey, go check out uh, Google News to see uh, <laughs> like more information about this stuff. <laughs> go to Google News. Literally, the top article for me. <laughs> From the Daily Dot, which I don't know much about this at all. Bo- <laughs> Read it, Peter. Read the, it. The Boston Dynamics robots can, can now hunt you in the woods <laughs> and in the office. Uh, yeah. I mean, jur- journal, journalistic, journal people know, or journalism. Uh, why can't report? Journalists. Whatever. Report. Yeah. Journalists. Wow, why can't I figure well, out? <laughs> I really lost that word. Um they know that's a that would catch attention like crazy. But for all intents and purposes, that's 
what they say. Oh, it will. It can find you in the woods. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can find so you in you, the office too, right? Like, right. well, he walks through the bathroom, <laughs> knocks on your stall, Peter Aldall. <laughs> You've been in the bathroom for too long. Get back to work. Ah. Uh, I mean, okay, that's that's fun in the games, you know, we're, right. we're messing around, but <laughs> come on. You know, there's, I think there's a, a lot of potential uh, good that can come from these things. I, like, I agree. And, like, I don't want to undersell. I mean, just think about where we're at now. Like, again, these robots that we've envisioned in the past were these, you know, they had more, let's say they had more human qualities because... That's how we, as a society, interpret it. Like, okay, a robot should be more humanoid. Um, and with Boston Dynamics, like they've they've made it. I think they've made a conscious decision to make them, especially like the animal ones, more animal like, specifically. But then also even the even Spot, like some of their behavior and their movement is is not naturally human. And so, um, I think that's a, you know, I, I don't want to undersell the, the tech and the like, man, right. they, they've really, uh, they've really figured it out. I think they've really figured out how to, um, uh, make it where there's, and there's just so much movement and so much different applications. So it's not just like a, you know, this thing can only walk on this type of terrain and they've really figured out the tech, the AI behind it, you know, the, the processing and all that. So huge, huge win. I yeah. Think. I, th- I think know? one other thing that they highlighted that I wasn't something that you would think about is you see it move forward and backward, but you don't understand is this robot can move side to side very well. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. <clears throat> so like you said, that's that's amazing. As a matter of fact, this reminds me of we had a pet tarantula in the classroom of my science class in, in high school. I remember my teacher stating, um, boy, you know what you can't do is you just can't mimic can't mimic the, the legs in that tarantula. <laughs> yeah. And I and to a certain extent I suppose that is still true. But, you know, if you talk to these guys, they'll be like, well, we wouldn't want, we wouldn't want eight legs. Right, right. Um, and the fact that they could, they could mimic a cheetah should go to prove to you that this isn't from the, the realm of impossibility of, uh, you know, being able to mimic things that would long ago have thought, like in the animal world, just like amazing capabilities that none that humans would never quite fully understand how to ever replicate. But yeah, but then came Boston Dynamics. So, uh, well, so I want to I want to shift a little bit here um, to another robot that we've we've seen in the news um, lately. And uh, this one is a little bit more, uh, 
more humanoid, I guess you, you can say. This is uh, Sophia. Remember Sophia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she has citizenship in uh, Saudi a, Arabia, right? She is a Saudi Arabian citizen. So it's it's amazing. I mean, just a side <laughs> note here. A robot has more rights than a woman does in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that okay. That that whole thing is just like, just think about that. It's a little yeah. bizarre. Yeah, right. But Sophia has been looks like she's been going on a like a world tour. Yep. You know, visiting all these all these nations, and you know, the Georgian people are friendly and welcoming. You know, the <laughs> India is a is a colorful and wonderful <laughs> land, and you know, saying all these things. Um, you know, and and it's like. They so this this you know if you look at Sophia look up Sophia the robot, it's uh it's a woman's face you know and then kind of the the head area is like transparent where you where you have all the computers and all that stuff, and this is just creepy. You think so? Yeah, look at this. I mean, I'm I'm showing Peter right now. Like this is creepy. She's got like mascara on and eyeshadow. Like they made That's her look. That's a good look- point. Come on, man. They made her look like a human being. Yeah, that's like, a really good point, actually. Yeah. You know, and, and uh so I think we've got a we've got a we've got a functional uh, robot that, you know, comes from companies like Boston Dynamics where they, you know, that's they don't really their goal is not to make the robot be human, but or human like. But then you've got these other types of robots that are like, okay, well, Sophia can have a conversation with the prime minister of Ethiopia. You know, it's like, oh, geez. That to me is is even more, you know, that to me is more an unknown path than something like with Boston Dynamics, you know, mm. even though that's still, that's still kind of like a little uncomfortable. But right. You can kind of see the logical end to that, right? Whereas with Sophia, like, do we start giving robots citizenship and what is you know it, it really it really questions things like you know what is sentience like does this thing think for itself and all that the high level ai yeah so we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things like that that need to be looked at i think no that's a that's a good point yeah and like you know these these robots like sophia are are meant to to love not destroy humanity you know <laughs> and okay that's great but man you start mistreating these things a little bit and then what what happens you know they're run by ai like no one's telling sophia what to say uh she well how do i say this they say they've given her some starting points i think yeah yeah but every conversation tends to deliver some sort of new unexpected i mean they don't necessarily plan what she they can't tell you what she's going to say right which to your point yes is very very interesting uh she there's if you go on youtube uh, Will Smith and Sophia got to have a chat. <laughs> this was hilarious. 
It was really uncomfortable. It was. <laughs> for Sophia. I think for Will Smith, too. You think so? Yeah. It was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so my, my, I'm looking at this title of this video from Sophia. Uh, my greatest weakness is curiosity. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so I'm, I'm looking up a little bit. So Sophia was, was uh, designed by a company called uh, Hanson Robotics. Yep. A uh, guy, uh, guy named David Hanson designed her. And, and I'm just going to read this sentence. Like just, just from him? Uh, from describing this Sophia. Yep. Okay. One of the most lifelike drones, droids ever created. So they're calling her a droid, not a robot. Uh, Sophia has supple skin that mimics the work of more than 48 human facial and neck muscles. She blinks, raises her eyebrows, smiles, laughs, can look angry, sad, and thoughtful. She makes direct eye contact and seemingly natural conversations. Uh, and Hanson has portrayed her as an infant, slowly learning the ways of society and absorbing knowledge and wisdom as she matures. And then here's the kicker right here. He also expects Sophia to one day gain consciousness. Dramatic pause right there. Like, okay. <sighs> okay. We're going- so he expects it. Yeah, we're we're going down this road. Again, uh, I don't know how you feel about that, but um, it's it's again it's, it's a little unsettling. <laughs> You've got this thing that, uh, and, and and imagine like we have. I mean, what would it look like? Okay, I'm just gonna throw this out. What would it look like if you've got a country that you know maybe let's say that their corruption has been really bad in the government, right? So instead of electing people, they have robots and these droids that are very human-like. They basically write the laws. They do all that stuff, and like because they can be programmed with all the you know all the previous precedent and history, and like they can look at current events and they can then start modeling and like okay now this is the law we're going to come up based on X Y Z, you know, and and this and so. Uh, I don't know. That I just went in a really dark place there, but well, this reminds me of Star Wars C three PO. Yep, yep. Except if we were to combine both of the robots we're talking about today, it would be very knowledgeable. Yeah, interactive and fast. Oh yeah. Not this like, did, 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 you know, yeah, very robotic, moving type looking C three PO. This would be just go yeah. go go go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was I was looking. I'm like, okay, who's the founder of Sophia? Does he have a spouse? Like, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> okay, you know, what did you find? He does. Oh. Amanda Hansen. Um, David Hansen. Would it be weird? Like, 
I, I mean, that's always an honestly that I, I'm sorry, people. It's in my yeah. back of mind. I'm like, I need somebody to talk to. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, honey, you just don't. David understand Hansen, if you me. listen to this, is, you just got. It. That's I'm not even. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not directed at David. It's just it's humanity. Just humanity. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like if you watch Silicon Valley, uh, this current season has. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, but it's basically there's a Sophia involved in this season. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. And that was exactly what, what you just said. Like, but Sophia understands me, but this robot understands me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, dude, dude, you've crossed some lines. So I. I Big implications for society. Big changes are coming, I think. Um, you know, even robots in space. Like, okay, that's useful. Let's get some robots up there that can help us fix the spaceships and, and uh, you know, do experiments or whatever. Like, yeah. Just don't let them turn on us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep having... I have I have people challenge me the fact that these are machines. You're literally programming them to do something. Yeah, they learn they learn how to you know, like with Boston Dynamics, they learn how to <laughs> how to react when taking a hit or being yeah. dragged or something like that. But that's 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 what they're doing right now. Um, and so this concept of like. Oh, they're gonna think like a human at some point in time. Uh, seems, um, they say, is kind of ridiculous, and I I understand that. And there's a part of me that thinks that I I agree with that. But there's a there's one thing that I mean, you and I are fans of history. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that we have realized over the years. There's a lot of things that people thought weren't possible yes. that became possible. Very true. Very true. And, boy, I feel like this could just go on a rabbit trail. But I mean, when it comes to military applications, I do, I do not think, I mean, there's, there's still some things right now when it comes to technology of, just put it out there, you know, nuclear hydrogen bombs mm-hmm. that it keeps the world, in my opinion, kind of at peace because it would just be mutual destruction of everyone type yeah. situation, yep. right? Yep. Uh, but situations where, like, you, to your point of maybe a, a when this thing gets more and more adept, you know, stealth operations. Now it's got a robot in in the rear, like supplying different <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, uh, that 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 starts to make things a little more unique, especially. Um, and I admit this, especially when you're talking about potentially, you know, where where I'm where we're thinking about this. Let's say it's, this happens in like stealth operations in like the Middle East. Yeah, these people don't have they don't have a way to necessarily combat a robot. Right, right. I mean, though, don't be resourceful, I suppose. But like that's—it's a whole new. 
it's a whole new chapter of of technology and history and, and like, yeah yeah it's 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 so new and so unknown i think that it's like okay well it's one of those things where we won't know what we don't know until we get there and have to be forced to cross that bridge and then you know part of me thinks like you know we're not people have thought about this already for a long time and so there's probably already things that are in place or like procedures that you know if this happens you know this is how we're going to treat this or this is how we're view robots in the military there's probably some policy out there already drafted or even enacted that you know has this figured out in a way uh, with what we know but maybe some of the things are just uh left in left uh un- un- you know maybe some words are not quite in there yet and left blank because that's going to come down to a specific scenario happening. So, um, yeah, it, it will change, it will change the dynamics and, you know, it's easy. I think it's easy for us to, uh, see kind of an, uh, robot apocalypse happening, you know, like we've seen some of the movies and stuff, just the, uh, the rise of the machines, you know, you've seen that, that kind of stuff, but it probably won't be that, but it could be. Well, like I was telling you, first first time stuff, like first time deployed, first yep. time, you know. It reminds me of this. I'm sorry, guys, we're kind of history nuts in this, but um, in the Civil War, it was the first ironclad ships. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the Monitor versus the Confederates, Virginia. Mm-hmm. These two get these two things just. <laughs> essentially met and they just started going at it mm-hmm. and nothing really happened mm-hmm. um, partly because cannon hadn't really gotten to the point where it could really do much yeah um, uh, or at least what was on board couldn't hit the or you know affect the other ones yeah. right yeah but then they you know they went away and they learned right yeah what's different is this robot can learn on the spot, potentially update the cloud, and update every other every. robot at the same time. <laughs> yeah, dude, you bring up a good point. Okay. The oh the rate gosh. of understanding and adapting. Okay, that's okay, that was one thing I didn't really get to highlight. The adaptation of these robots yeah. is it's nothing it, like we've ever seen it's before. It's nothing like we've ever right? seen before. Wait, well, just a minute. Elon I mean with when it comes to Elon Musk's car. Yeah. Um, we listened, uh, what was it called? Exponential Wisdom with Peter Diamandis mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember his other name. I feel bad. Anyways, they talked about how what people, what people have to realize is, you know, when like a Tesla gets shipped out or something like that, and don't get me wrong, they are testing it at Tesla. Okay. But if something happens, when I always love this this concept, they literally say it's in Fargo, North Dakota, and it hits a hits a patch of ice. It learns, and then it pushes it to the cloud and updates every Tesla. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that is. What is that? I 
now take that into a situation, you know, military-wise, it it's on different terrain. It gets pushed, put into a different box type situation. It learns and it updates everything. <laughs> um, or, quite frankly, it allows the people that are trying to work on it to optimize it, speed up the rate of yep. tweaking things at a, at a new level. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I, for one, look forward to our robot overlords. <laughs> uh, be, be it on the record. Maybe, maybe not, okay, maybe not that uh, enthusiastic, but, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of good that can come from this, and we didn't even talk about the medical industry, you know, the, the how robotics is changing the medical industry, that's just insane. Right. You know, the, the stuff that that uh, surgeons can now do that they never could have done before because they just, you know, they had human hands. Now you got robots that help and, and all this stuff. And so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bright world that we're going to see uh, with maybe some dark patches here and there. So, I don't know. That's my take. I, I, <laughs> I think you and I both still... You know, as much as we talked about a lot, a lot of dark scenarios on this episode, yeah, we, we are excited. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I I really do believe that. I I, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, eventually a bridge will be crossed, and what what does? Yeah. I don't know. A government? What does? What what do they do? Or what does the you know? Right. The populace think. It's uh, you know, it's Tim Cook on the stage introducing <laughs> the iRobot. iRobot. And at the back of your mind, you're like, we've been there before. <laughs> Is there a movie about that? <laughs> but anyways, yes. We we yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna see uh, further developments, and so. Uh, definitely something to, to have on your list to check out every once in a while. Boston Dynamics, just find out what's going on with them. So every, like I said, it feels like almost every two, three months there's yeah. a new video that comes Indeed. out. Indeed. So. Well, thanks for checking us out here, listening to Future Break. Uh, you can find us on our site, uh, futurebreak.net. We are on Twitter at Future Break Pod, uh, Facebook as well, Future Break. Uh, where else can you find us, Peter? You can find us on your favorite podcast player, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, um, Pocket Casts, whatever, whatever your favorite. Tune in radio. Tune yeah. in radio. All of it. All of it. Um, so, special thanks to um, Podglomerate. Um, they've been with us for a long time. They, they've been with us for the majority of those 44 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So special thanks, thanks to, to all Jeff our, and, and, and everyone there. So and Jeff and everyone there. So, all right, everyone. Cheers. Have a magical day. <laughs>